0: How many positions would you say that Tennessee is truly upgraded from when looking ahead to this upcoming football season to where Tennessee was in 2023? There's a couple that we can think of right now. There might be more than you think. We're going to go through every single position offensively and defensively stock up, stock down, all that and more. It's a Wednesday locked on balls. You are locked on balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee volunteers. Part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Vols. I'm your host, Eric Kane. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every single day. And today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook got a fun show coming up just like I said in the cold open we're going to go offensively here in a couple minutes defensively here in segment two and we're talking about upgrades how many upgrades at every single position when we look at that position room right now would you say is better than that of where we left in 2023 it's it's an interesting little segment here little mini series we're gonna do here on today's show plus Josh Ward uh coming up in segment number three little Ward Wednesday action all right, as always, guys. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Balls your first listen. It's been a whole lot of fun this week, kind of getting back in the swing of things. And I appreciate you guys for reaching out. Don't forget, um, either Thursday or Friday. So if you got a question, send them in. We're gonna do a mailbag to end the, to end the week. So it'll either be on tomorrow's show, maybe Friday's show. But send in your questions, comments, concerns, anything you guys have. At underscore caner and at Lockdown Balls, and of course you can comment on the YouTube channel as well. So. Uh, let's go offense first position by position. Okay. We're going to go stock up stock down or stock stagnant. Uh, we do this bit over at dot every single week during the football season, but I thought it'd be kind of fun to, to bring it here on the podcast right now. So we're going to start a quarterback, Joe Milton. A lot of people would just assume it's a stock up and yes, you would assume, right? I'm going to give it a stock up because I think Nico, um, has a much, much, much higher ceiling. I think what Nico can do, expanding his game, expanding the pockets, can do a whole lot more than what Joe might have been limited towards in, uh, in 2023. I think Nico can make more things happen. That does not mean to say that Nico is not going to make mistakes or have growing pains or you know this, that, and the other, because I think he will as a first-year starter. But I do think that Tennessee can be better and will be better at that position Because I think, as we'll speak on in a moment, I think the offensive line is going to be solid. I think receivers are going to be better this year as well, and I think that plays a role into it. So I would say stock up for Tennessee at the quarterback position in 2024. Um, Again, that's not to say that Joe Milton was awful. I think Joe Milton was was in a tough spot. Um, He had already pretty much lost his job here one time, didn't work out at Michigan, was following in the footsteps of Hendon Hooker. Um, that's tough. And he did not have a horrible year, despite what anybody wants to say. Was he fantastic? No, he was not. Was he dreadful? No, he was not. He was pretty solid overall in the grand scheme of things. But I still think all things considered, Tennessee will have an upgrade of that position with Nico. So quarterback, stock up. Um, running backs, stock down. And that's not to say that I don't think Cam Seldon's going to be a beast because I think he will be. And that's not to say that I don't have any faith in Dylan Sampson being RB1 because I do. I can't wait to see that tandem. Can't wait to see if Peyton Lewis works in there and he's the third, you know, head that that monster potentially. Maybe he has that role of Dylan Sampson did in 2022. Maybe a guy on the roster, Khalifa Keith, maybe Deshaun Bishop, maybe somebody, whoever. But guys, Tennessee's been really good at running the football with Josh Heupel. I mean, Tennessee football put out a stat the other day, and let me go find it just so uh, I don't mess it up. I think it's three straight seasons Tennessee football has rushed for over 2,500 yards. Yeah, that's incredible. Three straight seasons. Tennessee just finished um, first in the SEC with 204. Yeah, 204.8 yards per game on the ground. That's first in the SEC, ninth in college football. Tennessee was sixth in the SEC in 2022, man yeah, six in the SEC 26 in college football and in 2021 Tennessee was second in the SEC and 11th in college football Tennessee's been really good at running the football and so when I say stock down here that's just what I mean look at what Tennessee's done and that does not mean that Tennessee won't continue to do that but you're replacing guys we talked about Jabari small who's done so much 26 total touchdowns in his Tennessee career Jalen Wright who was fantastic this past year as a thousand yard rusher you're replacing two pretty good backs so for that reason alone, I'm going to say stock down right now, but I still expect Tennessee's run game to be superb in 2024. Tight ends. This is easy. Stock down. And, and, and I will say this, tremendous upside, uh, both at the running backs with Dylan Sampson and Cam Selden, of course, with Nico, uh, but uh, at the tight end position as well, because I think Ethan Davis is going to be a stud. And I like the addition to Holden stays. It was so important that Tennessee took care of business um but you got to go stock down simply because in short uh, i i got to speed it along here in short um the tight end position is so so critical to this offense you guys have heard me say that so many times if you're new to the show you'll you'll hear me say it again the tight end position is so critical because you have to do literally everything hand in the dirt in the slot out wide h-back sometimes in the backfield as an rb i mean you've got to be this that and the other you got to do so much and ethan davis is very very raw and Holden stays first year in the program and you're replacing a guy and McAllen Castles who came over did a great job really productive in one year and of course Jacob Warren that could could, teach a master's class on the position in this offense so just because of all the experience you're losing specifically with Jacob Warren right now stock down but so much upside like Josh Ward's going to say it here in a moment about Nika or about I believe Lance Hurd um you got to prove it right so much upside you got to prove it that's how I view about You know, Ethan Davis as well. So, uh, so much upside, but for right now, I'll say stock down. Wide receiver, stock up. Getting Brew McCoy back, a healthy Brew McCoy, that'll be huge. Um, You're getting Squirrel White back, who had a really nice sophomore season, okay? You are getting... Uh, Dante Thornton back healthy, who started the breakout towards the end of last year. You got uh, Chris Brazel from the transfer portal. You got guys who've been experienced in Chaz Nimrod, Caleb Webb. You're adding uh, Mike Matthews, who's a five-star into that mix, Braylon Staley. I mean, again, this wide receiver room is loaded, and Brew got hurt. Romel Keaton was so inconsistent. Dante Thornton didn't show up last year. The receiver room outside of Dante Thornton was very discouraging last year. So for that reason alone, stock up, because I think these guys are going to be stacked coming into this year. Left tackle, John Campbell, this is on the assumption, John Campbell's going to the right side. Left tackle, I will say again, as you'll hear Josh speak about it later in the show, stock down for right now, because Lance Hurd's got to come in and prove it. Lance Hurd's got to come in and show that he can play in this offense, and that he can be as good as his recruiting hype was when he was the number one overall recruit for LSU's 2023 cycle. Uh, when he was a former five-star and I think that he will he's going to be a starting tackle likely left tackle for this team but for right now and again this is a lot of this just inexperience right now stock down because we've seen John Campbell do it okay I hope that makes sense but tremendous upside and the only reason I'm giving this a stock down right now is because we haven't seen it consistently we talked about Lance Hurd and how many snaps he played as a true freshman um so he's gotten some playing time but not not a whole lot if you will so that's why I'll go stock down. Left guard, that's an easy stock down because I have no clue who it's going to be. Andre Keurig played a little bit, got hurt. Um, Ollie Lane uh, played it uh, whenever tennis was at full strength in 2023. He's gone to graduation. Uh, could Shamu Morrow slot in there and play Can Jackson Lampley play it? Can Dane Davis play it? I have no clue. Don't know about left guard right now, so that's stock down. Center and right guard are stock stagnant because they're the same players. You know, you've got Cooper Mays and Javante Spragans. And then right tackle, I'm going to say, is a stock up because John Campbell needs to stay on the field. But John Campbell is replacing Gerald Mincy and J.J. Crawford, uh, both of who kind of played in a rotation there, at right tackle, along with Dane Davis. Uh, But John Campbell is a pretty good player when he's on the field. And so that will be a stock up. Again, a lot of these stock downs are just simple inexperience. And, you know, how do you fix that? You go play and, and they're going to play. But in review right here, if you're watching on YouTube, don't look at the defensive part of this graphic because we're going to get to that in a moment. If you're listening, well, I'm not going to say it, but we'll get the defense in a moment. But if you're watching on YouTube again, in review, quarterback stock up because that's how much hype I have in Nico, and I'm sure you are as well. Running back group stock down simply because of how great, not good, but great Tennessee has been the last three years running the football. And outside of Tyon Evans there for a little bit in 2021, it's been with those two dudes who have just left the program. So for that reason alone, it's stocked down. But I can't wait to see the tandem of Dylan Sampson and uh, Cam Seldon. Tight end stocked down. You got two new guys. Got to learn how to do it. Uh, left tackle, stocked down. Lance Hurd, you heard? Um, I think he's got tremendous potential to be great. But he hadn't played an awful lot. So again, yeah, just got to go out there and play. Uh, left guard is stocked down because I have no clue who's going to play left guard right now. Center and right guard is stock stagnant because they're the same players in the right tackle is John Campbell flipping over. And that is stock up when you compare that to Gerald Mincy and to uh, s- some other guys like J- Jeremiah Crawford. All right, when we come back, we'll take a look at defensive football for Tennessee. Um, stock up, stock down, stock stagnant. Where do I think about each and every position where we stand right now compared to 2023? That and a whole lot more is coming up next right here on Lockdown on Balls. Tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season it is wrapping up. There's no better time to get in on all that action than right now over at America's number one sportsbook. In fact, I should have just said football season because, you know, championship Saturday is coming up uh, in just a couple of days. Division round's over, wildcard weekend's over, and uh, you don't want to miss any more time that you can put some coin in your pocket over at uh, FanDuel Sportsbook than right now in the NFL season today. Uh, new customers can get 150 in bonus bets Guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's 150 bucks, win or lose. It's guaranteed over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Play today on the safe, secure, super easy-to-use app uh, where you can find same-game parlays. You can find um, popular parlays in the Parlay Hub. You can find all these different ways that you can bet on football games in the new explore tab and a whole lot more. It's over at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is America's. Number one sports book. All right, guys, welcome back into Locked On Vols here on your Wednesday edition of the show. Ward Wednesday is coming up here in just a matter of moments. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for 24-7 coverage of not only Tennessee football, but the top stories in the world of sports from local experts of Locked On plus national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel that is locked on today. All right. So just like we did on offense, let's take a look at defense and let's see where Tennessee has improved its roster compared to that of the starters um, a year before in 2023 so let's start with the leo position and again defense is rotation so so much of this is not just basing off who the starter was or who those main group of guys were i mean it's it's a true rotation so at the leo position roman harrison was your starter obviously james pierce was one of the best edge rushers in the country last year you get my point here like roman harrison was the starter but now that he's out it means more 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 snaps for pierce more snaps for joseph's um, more snaps for Herring. We'll see about uh, Ross. There's a five-star freshman coming in. It's easy to say it's going to be a stock up, even though that position was really good last year because of what you had in James Pierce. But I think Joshua Joseph is better than Roman Harrison. I think Caleb Herring will be better than Roman Harrison. And I think um, I just think that room overall is going to be a whole lot better than uh, what it was when, when you look at the start of Roman Harrison. Roman Harrison, fine player. I'm not trying to dog him, but I would go significant stock up at the Leo position. Defensive tackle. Stock stagnant. Sure. You got Jackson Moy, the transfer portal edition from Stanford. He's going to play. He's going to be in the rotation, but his presence is going to be felt much larger in 2025 because you lose all these guys. I'm about to mention Amari Thomas coming back. Omar Norman Lott coming back. Bryson Neeson coming back. Elijah Simmons coming back. Those are your four main interior options at defensive tackle. Sure. David Hobbs can play in there and he will play in there a little bit. You know, Jason Jenkins can slide in. Tyree Weathers, be a healthy Tyree Weathers. We could slide in if needed. Um, And, and there'll be some more guys. But those four veterans are all coming back. Amari Thomas, Omar Norman Lott, Bryce Nieson, Elijah Simmons. So that's why I'm going to give the defensive tackle position a stock stagnant. All right? Let's go to linebacker. Your starters last year, okay? You got Keenan Peely one game. I'm not even counting him. was Aaron Beasley. And Elijah Herring, Aaron Beasley, I am not convinced Aaron Beasley was healthy all year long. He started the season off so well. And then it's like he was just not the same player after week four or week five. Uh, I think he was dealing with a lot of injuries, but was still playing. And he had to play because Elijah Herring was learning on the fly. Elijah Herring led the team in tackles this year. Elijah Herring did some good things. He also did a lot of bad things, as you would expect from a young, raw football player. But the reason he... I mean, the the fact that he played so much, it's only going to make him better. The fact that Jeremiah Thielen or the Caleb Perry, that Arian Carter had to play so much is only going to make those guys better when you essentially swap out Aaron Beasley for Keenan Peeley, you welcome him back, and it's Keenan Peeley, and then all that young room. Plus, you had Edwin Spillman in there as well. Um, stock up to linebackers. I don't think linebackers were particularly good this year. Stock up significantly if Keenan Peely can stay healthy, and then you're going to see a better Elijah Herring, in my opinion. Hopefully, Arian Carter can truly start to break out and be that guy that we think he is, and Jeremiah T. Leonard and Caleb Perry right there as well. Stock up to the LBs. The star position, Tamarian McDonald, enter the transfer portal, committed to Ole Miss, flipped to Louisville. <laughs> the fact that Marion McDonald, Wesley Walker, and Tyler Barron are all at Louisville right now is hilarious. Best of luck to them all. I'm not... I'm not I'm not wishing any any ill will towards those guys. Best of luck to them. But the fact that they're all there is just hilarious to me. Um. Anyway, Tamera McDonald, one of the better stories of the 2022 season, in my opinion, they brought in Wesley Walker to start at safety that year. But, you know, in football, you don't just hand somebody a job day one, right? I mean, you got to come in, at least go through the formalities of, all right, you go with the twos, and then, you know, a week or two later after the first scrimmage of fall camp, all right, you go with the ones. Tamir McDonald would not be released from the ones. He just wouldn't go away. He benefited so much from that previous spring back in the spring of 2022 when everybody was hurt and it was T-Mac out there playing with a bunch of walk-ons essentially and backups and he got so much better. And that's why I really love the story of Tamir McDonald after two years of being a special teams player. He came in and was a two-year starter for Tennessee at the star position. I do think though Jordan Thomas has a much higher ceiling. I do think that Boo Carter... Who will be at the star position, maybe not starting, but he'll be there, has got such a higher ceiling than that of T Mac. And so, for that reason alone, stock up at the star position. You got to say healthy for Jordan Thomas, but stock up at the star position. Quarterbacks. This one's interesting because Kamal Haddon was a really, really good player, but only played in, what, six games last year. Slaughter. Danico Slaughter, I think, when healthy, is a pretty solid player, but he was never healthy last year. He dealt with a foot injury all year long, and I think that showed in his play. Gabe Judy Lawley was solid. He was not a season-opening starter, but he played in all 12 games, and started 10 of them because of the injuries to both Slaughter and to uh, Kamal Haddon. Just quarterback play had the potential to be so good last year, but it wasn't because I think injuries really hurt that room. I truly do believe that. Um, and so there's some unknowns. We know about all the transfer portal deserters and all that. You know that Ricky Gibson's probably going to be a starter. I would peg Jermod McCoy. A freshman all-american from oregon state to so probably be a starter there i think jordan matthews can play i think that um you know christian Conyer and and uh potentially christian harrison if he's not moved to safety and and kayla beasley and some of these other guys maybe jalen mcmurray from temple who came in via the transfer portal i think all those guys will play a little bit but i think gibson and mccoy will probably be your starters and i like their upside a lot so because of the injuries last year, I'm going to say stock up at this position because you never really got a chance a lot of the times to be healthy at that spot. Let's go to the safeties. We'll end on safeties. Jalen McCullough, again, um, so many people have so many people have um, opinions of him. He's a guy that loved Tennessee and gave his all for Tennessee. Um, wish him nothing but the best. And he had a good year this year. I know a lot of people won't believe it, but he had a good year this year. Now, again... His good year, but I think John Slaughter has a much higher upside than he and Wesley Walker, your two safeties this year. Um, I think Andre Turantine can be just as good as those guys. I truly do. But I think John Slaughter has a high upside. We'll see what Jacoby Thomas can bring from MTSU. We'll see what Marcus Gorey can bring as a true freshman. A lot of newness, both at quarterback and at safety but I do believe the ceiling is so much higher for these guys coming in here to play so an experience sure but I'm going to give this a stock up because I think for the first time since Tim Bakes has been here you're going away from veteran veteran leadership and and things you trust and things you know to yeah you might mess up on a play but you might make three more and I think that's kind of where you are right now with this with this group so anyway um if you're uh, listening listen up if you're watching on YouTube we'll go through this again in review, Leo position stock up compared to what it was in 2023. Defensive tackles stock stagnant because it's the same guys. Defensive ends, oh, I skipped defensive ends. <laughs> defensive ends, whoop. Tyler Barron, Tyler Barron plays that true defensive end position. Okay, um, that five technique, if you will. Sure, Dominic Bailey played a ton. Sure, Tyree West played a ton, and those two guys are gonna step up and play even more in 2024 um i think kellen lindstrom is going to be in that spot i think tyree weathersby a healthy tyree weathersby can play in that spot even david hobbs can play in that spot you talk about versatility the fact of the matter is guys i mean again it was contract year for him and he played well tyler barron had a great year tyler Barron had six sacks that is a really really good year in the sec so from where you were and again knowing that it's a rotational position but from where you were with the production of six sacks i think uh i think you can replace it but i mean I'm, I'm gonna go stock down here because he had that type of year and that's the year you always knew he could have in tyler baron but you were just kind of waiting on so uh for a defensive end i will say stock down so again in review <laughs> as we try this again because i skipped over a position uh leo stock up defensive tackle stock stagnant defensive ends i'll go stock down linebackers stock up star position stock up cornerbacks stock up Safeties stock up, so you might be saying, "Well, Eric, there's a whole lot of inexperience, especially in the back end of of the defense, whereas there's inexperience over there on offense." And you gave those stock downs, but you gave these guys on defense stock up. Well, the fact of the matter is, defensively, again, it's way more of a rotation. Offensively, it's a system, it's a tempo. There's a way of doing it, and I think it takes a little while to truly get that and then you flourish. So that'd be my key difference there. All right. I uh, would love to hear your feedback. What do you consider? Stock up, stock downs, or stock stagnants? Let me know at underscore canner. Hey, Josh Ward is coming up next for a little Ward Wednesday action that is coming up next right here on Lockdown Balls. Ward Wednesday, every single Wednesday here on Lockdown Balls. Josh Ward, co-host of Josh and Swain on 991 The Sports Animal, former host of Lockdown Valls. Josh, busy week. Busy starts of the week here for Tennessee. couple commits on Sunday from the Transfer Portal. George McIntyre on Monday. Uh, Tennessee football has been on a roll here lately.
1: Yeah, how about it for Tennessee and Tennessee fans to keep up? And McIntyre, I think, was the biggest headline, created the most excitement with him being a highly-touted quarterback, a projected five-star in the upcoming class. Lance Hurt is actually kind of old news if you've really been following it, but even people who follow it every day, We're waiting on Lance Heard to say that he's coming. Even if we were saying every day he's coming, he's going to be at Tennessee, understandably fans want to hear it from the player himself, and he said it. And that's the immediate impact. He is likely the left tackle for Tennessee. That position matters very much. So, overall, a very good run for Tennessee, and adding Moy on the defensive line to provide depth at a very important position. Tennessee's had a good 48,
0: 72 hours here. Somebody on the Monday night chat over at com was joking with me and said, is it any coincidence that all this good things happen for Tennessee when Kaner's out of the country? And my rebuttal was technically mm-hmm. two of those guys were in the boat for a long time before yeah. <laughs> J- Jackson Moy was the only one that was kind of new. But speaking of him, I mean, it's an experienced guy. I think the bigger thing for him and Moy uh, formerly of Stanford was going to look at Washington. And then that coaching staff left and went to Alabama, of course, and then came to Tennessee and ended up uh, committing when he left, Um, you know, productive players, high snap counts in two years. If you look at his, you know, snap counts at pro football focus, he won't have those high snap counts here, especially this year, but a guy that has two years will play an impact this year. um, But will have a major impact in 2025. When you lose Elijah Simmons Amari Thomas, Omar Norman Lott, Bryson Easton, that you're going to have a guy that's can step in and, and kind of, you know, kind of lead that defensive tackle group.
1: Yeah. Tennessee has needed, Multiple years of eligibility to be added on both sides of the ball on the lines of scrimmage. So Lance Hurd offers that. Let's say he hits his potential. You have him for the next two years with him being draft eligible after his third season. And then Tennessee really needs defensive line help. If you look at this 24 class that just signed Eric, I think the biggest question out of it is interior defensive linemen. So having Moy come in with multiple years, that helps answer at least one question. Of who can play for Tennessee in 2025. And I know things can change and players can move. It. Right now, anybody could transfer anywhere, anytime, but that can play to Tennessee's advantage. Right now, you have to project with what you know. And Tennessee knows that it can count on these guys for the next couple of seasons. So there's the immediate 2024 help. But on offense, if we're talking about Hurd, Tennessee is also projecting to have Nico for two more seasons. So it. it's, you know, think about it the 23 class, if Tennessee had added Hurd in it we would have spent so much time talking about hey they just got a five-star quarterback and a five-star offensive tackle to protect him what a great combination it plays out that way it's just a delayed start time for lance hurt
0: yeah and that kind of brings me to this question um where should we kind of value the hype into realistic expectations i guess and i know that's tough when you're talking about fans you know listen to a, a a fan show but um you got Lance Hur that was the you know the top overall signee of that class in twenty three for for LSU. Got a little bit of action last year, but was primarily a backup. Mm-hmm. Um, so much potential, so much you like all that recruiting hype. Knowing that he played a little bit, but not a lot last year. You know, where where should we kind of have those measured expectations a little bit? Like, well, hey, just like with Nico next year, there's going to be some learning curves there. But it's a I've guy won- that has yeah. unlimited potential, and again, like you said, a guy that's going to be here for a couple years.
1: Yeah, I've wondered the same. Like, what is fair? To say about him, considering he still has to prove it. And I have felt it necessary to add in Lance Hurd has to prove what we're talking about him being capable of doing. But last week on our radio show, we talked to Matt Moscona from ESPN Baton Rouge. And he said Lance Hurd is the real deal in terms of his talent and believes that he is a future NFL offensive lineman and praised the way that Hurd plays matt had been to lsu practices and said that he has the mean streak that you want to see in an offensive lineman and it actually maybe started some fights by the way that he played through the whistle fans are going to love to hear that and then charles power from on three who was a part of ranking lance hurt a year ago said yeah he plays mean the way that he plays on the field so again he has to prove that he can go out there and play at the level that he's been projected, that always applies to anybody. It's going to apply to to Nico moving forward. It's going to apply to George McIntyre when he arrives at Tennessee, and it applies to Lance Hurd. But you also need to have those kinds of guys. And before Lance Hurd committed to Tennessee, the Vols didn't have that kind of player. We're talking about some of the younger offensive linemen and how they can develop and when they might be able to help. We know that Lance Hurd is going to be able to help right away. We'll find out. To what level he can play but his potential is as high as probably anybody that's going to be on tennessee's roster
0: and thanks to you we're going to hear those comments from charles power uh, before the week is over on lance Hurd, and of course um on george mcintyre and uh, and a couple other tennessee volunteers coming up later in the week uh george mcintyre um what do you like about his game um, in-state kid i think this has potential to really move the needle a lot not only with in-state kids but out-of-state kids he's going to be the catalyst of the 25 class um, you know, I've got a piece coming out on on the website probably later today over at Ball Quest about how, you know, Josh Hopper builds his program like you see in the NFL, right? I mean, he, he gets his quarterback early, okay, and you build around that. Plus, he goes and gets guys who can affect the quarterback, and that's kind of been the trademarks if you look at his three true cycles here at Tennessee. You know, getting his first quarterback commit as early as George McIntyre here in the month of January, it's going to be big. What do you like about his game, and what do you think he brings to the table, knowing that there's a lot of improvement, he's got to put on some weight? Yeah, that's the disclaimer. He has to get bigger. Almost every single
1: high school quarterback needs to do that. Jalen Hurts is like the exception where he shows up as a a weightlifter. (laughs) Like, okay, well, physically, he's ready to go. Everybody else is skinny, so he needs to do that. But he has the arm. He has the size. He has the frame to add that weight, and he has the athleticism. We talk about the offense that Josh Heupel runs, and really I think we can talk about most offenses and look at the quarterback's ability to run and see the obvious benefit, but it's even more obvious maybe when we're talking about what Josh Heupel can do. When we discuss Nico's ability within the offense, what he showed against Iowa, his ability to run the football and make plays that way will help. The athleticism of George McIntyre will come into play as well. And then we probably still need to learn more about this, but I think he has already shown as a high school prospect the personality excuse me, the personality to connect with other players. And we're seeing how recruits respond to the news of George McIntyre committing to Tennessee. And that tells me something. We'll see where these guys go. Some will come to Tennessee. Some will go elsewhere when we talk about all these players that Tennessee will pursue. But if you have that personality to connect with your teammates and lead them once you become the starting quarterback, I'm going to bump you up a notch. So the physical skill set is there the background that he has in the game of football and his ability to connect with the coaching staff and with the players around him will really matter. So he has all the potential to become what we talk about with great quarterbacks. There's a reason he's he's uh, seen so highly of. And one more reference to Charles Power. He looked at the adversity that the team faced as a benefit maybe for George McIntyre. So I, the potential is sky high for what he will be able to do in a few years.
0: Yeah, certainly if you follow high school football uh, in the mid-state in the state of Tennessee, you know Brentwood Academy did not have the season that it wanted, it wanted to back in 2023, f- uh, four, what year is this? This past <laughs> fall. Uh, but, man, he is uh, hes a really, really good quarterback. Um, yep. Last question, knowing that you're a, a big basketball guy, Tennessee basketball spanked Alabama on a Tennessee Saturday night, Tennessee Saturday afternoon, really. Um, looked good doing it. Dalton Connect is playing at just an incredible level right now. Uh, getting a lot of uh, eyeballs to Tennessee, a lot of notorieties, a couple of National Player of the Week honors already for Connect. Uh, mm-hmm. No midweek game this week, but we'll be in Memorial, or uh, at, at Vanderbilt on Saturday. And uh, what should we expect for Tennessee at Vanderbilt and, and how, how good is Dalton Connect really right now? I mean, he kind of hit that slump a little bit a couple weeks ago, and I think he might have been injured just a, a tad bit, kind of working through that. Mm-hmm. He's been unreal. He
1: has been, and he's done it with opposing teams knowing – how important Dalton is to what Tennessee does offensively, and it hasn't really mattered. I thought with him struggling with his outside shot against Alabama, but still getting to 25 points, said a lot about what his game is and how it's developed as the season has gone along, facing better defensive play than what he saw before he got to Tennessee. So when he arrived, there wasn't as much attention on Dalton Connect. He was known as an important player in Tennessee's lineup, but Dalton took his game to another level, and opposing teams kind of responded. Their defensive play focused more on him, and he has responded to that. He can make plays at the rim. He can get to the free throw line. He can hit shots at the midrange. He can get to different spots, and he can still hit the outside shot. He can do everything and still help pass the ball off. Teammates have to be ready because with the attention that he draws, that creates opportunity the pick-and-roll game, ball-screen action from Tennessee's offense, is much more active because of his skill set, the development of Jonas Adu. Other guys deserve a ton of credit for how they've developed and how they've adjusted to what Kinect's game is and what he brings to Tennessee. They're actually defensive benefits as well because they have all the energy they need on that side of the floor. So, Eric, this week against Vanderbilt, Tennessee has to focus – Vanderbilt is not a good team at all. They have really struggled, but against a couple of good teams, they've come close and they will look at this game as, hey, we've got a top 10 team coming in, a top five team. Let's upset them. Let's pull off the upset here and this can kind of make our season. As long as Tennessee is locked in and shoots well enough and plays as active as it can on the defensive end, Tennessee should win by double digits without too much trouble. I think Tennessee's the real deal in terms of its potential. I've, I think the Final Four talk is fair they have to do all the work to get there and they have a lot of games to be played and you never know about injuries but tennessee has what it needs to play with any any team in the country through the regular season and when they get to the postseason
0: yeah i mean tennessee's got to treat this like the south carolina football game this year right like the like super bowl
1: (laughs) yeah make this the regular season final four game for tennessee yeah that's the that's the way you do it going in Most important game is the next one you play, and
0: the next game Tennessee plays is at Vandy. Josh underscore Ward on Twitter, uh, live on 991 the Sports Animal, noon to 3 with VFL Jason Swain, and the uh, newsletter every Friday morning. You got a free uh, link to that free newsletter. It's in the show description of the show right now. Josh, what's coming up the rest of the week on the show? Yeah, thanks for that promotion.
1: Uh, the sleigh ride was on Tuesday, so if you want to go back and listen to our 1 o'clock hour, the second hour of the show, we had a full hour with Ron Slay. He's great each week talking Tennessee basketball. Uh, Titans fans, he had some thoughts on the new head coach hire as well. And then, uh, yeah, we'll continue the conversation about what happens next with Tennessee football and the newsletter. Appreciate you plugging it and sharing that link, joshandswing.com. It's once a week into your email inbox every Friday morning.
0: Josh, appreciate it. appreciate it as always, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. That is Josh underscore war. Josh and Swain over at 991 the sports animal. Thank you guys so much for being here. I had a fun show today. Kind of going through stock up, stock down, stock stagnant, rating Tennessee's positions we're going to go left tackle left guard center all that and more upgrade downgrade or stagnant i uh, had a, lo- a whole lot of fun doing that on offense and on defense here on today's show and of course talking with josh ward we'll continue to look at tennessee in the transfer portal evaluate this football roster and uh, look ahead to tennessee and vanderbilt hoops action coming up this weekend for everyone here at locked on balls appreciate you guys for being here making Lockdown balls your first listen and we will talk to you guys again tomorrow this is Lockdown balls